Hey there, thanks so much for joining me today. It is just the day before Christmas, and Jesus is so exciting. He just has all kinds of little surprises. I love him so much. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for the revelation knowledge you give. Thank you so much for telling us what you think. It just, it makes Christmas Christmas. It makes every day special. So we love you and praise you and give you all the glory. To live life without Jesus, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. He's so exciting. And um, just to know what he's thinking can change your whole day because it's good. What he thinks is good. It's full of wisdom, full of revelation knowledge, and actually full of eternal value. He just, he loves us so much. And if we don't hear what he has to say, then if we don't give him the time to say it, actually, because he's always wanted to talk to us, but when we're too busy, like in this season, then how can he? So I have um, been listening and not being busy on purpose, resisting worry. I just want to start by reading to you what Jesus said in Matthew 22. He spoke to them in parables, comparisons, stories used to illustrate and explain, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, and they refused to come. Again, he sent other servants, and it goes on how he invited everyone to his son's wedding. And I just want to say, this made me think of this. You know, Jesus was saying to me yesterday, we talked about how sad he felt. And today he said that he wasn't invited to many homes. He's not invited. But how would it be if he didn't invite us to the wedding banquet? Which really, when you, when you look at this um, parable, nobody really wanted to go. They were too busy. They're too busy to go to the feast, the wedding feast. And I was hearing for at least two weeks, there's not going to be a party. There's no party. And I said, Lord. And I have company coming, and I thought he meant there's not going to be a party. No one's coming. And I wouldn't really call it a party, but he, it seemed like that's what he was talking about. But as I said, until you hear him, until you get revelation knowledge from him, you don't know what he's saying. And so I said, Lord, I said, if you're going to keep saying this to me, you need to explain it. Because you said, if you want wisdom, that you'll give to all liberally without fault finding. So I'm asking you for wisdom. And he said, I can't tell you yet. And when he says something to me more than once, I get a little anxious about it. And so I, I, was, I was anxious about it. I was wondering what was happening. And um, so this morning in editing yesterday's video, he gave me that revelation. He never tells me much ahead of time what I'm going to talk about. And so in that, he said that he wants to be invited to our Christmas. And that after he said that, that well, actually, I guess I kind of got that crossed because the other thing he kept saying is, I'm coming at Christmas. I'm coming at Christmas time. I'm coming, I'm coming, and making it seem as though he was coming at Christmas time. 
Maybe not actually coming right out and saying that, but I was assuming that, I was thinking that because he kept saying, I'm coming. And the messages have to do with, I'm coming. And so he said that at Christmas time, he wants to come. He wants to come to his party, his birthday party that we're not all having for him, but we're having our own Christmas without him. He's excluded. And that's what he's sad about. And the same with his wedding banquet. He's, he's excluded because I always think of Cinderella. You know, everyone wanted to go to the ball. And this ball, no one's interested in going to. How rejected would Jesus, must Jesus feel? How rejected would the prince feel if no one wanted to come to the ball? Yet the whole city wanted to come. Everyone wanted to come, and they were fighting over going. Right? So Jesus has said that many don't want to come to the marriage feast. Verse 8, go, to, go out to the thoroughways where they leave the city where the main roads are from those in the country and, and invite the wedding feast to as many as you can find. Before that, I understand it as he's inviting his people, those who say they're Christians, but they're too busy. I got to do this. My daughter's getting married. And now he's saying, just go anywhere. Go to the crossroads and invite as many people, both bad and good, to the wedding feast until it's filled. And when the king came to view the vest, he, the guests, he looked intently at a man there who had no wedding garment. And he said, friend, how did you come in here without putting on the appropriate wedding garment? And he was speechless. And then the king said to the attendants, tie him up hand and foot and throw him into the darkness. Outside, there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. So this is what the kingdom of God is like, Jesus said. We're invited but we're not interested in going. And the guy that didn't have on the garment is the one that wasn't getting ready. He snuck in probably because he thought he could just make it in by the skin of his teeth, that he could be lazy in his life here. Say he's a Christian, but really compromising. Didn't want to come and spend that time with Jesus. He was invited, but he didn't want to come, but just slipped in at the last minute because he knew if he didn't. He'd be in trouble. But he was noticed. And we're going to be noticed by Jesus if we didn't get ready. And so today he was saying, if, if um, you guys want to have Christmas without me, it's okay. But I'll be okay. But then you can't come to the wedding feast. And not only Christmas without him, but every day without him. But he's using this to show us that we're having his birthday party, maybe calling it something else even. You know, Santa's coming. People call it the holidays now. They don't call it Christmas because they don't want to offend anyone. But it's okay to offend Jesus. So in order to come to this banquet, we have to get rid of sin. We have to be without spot or wrinkle. The man without the garment didn't have the garment. 
because he didn't let Jesus recreate him in his likeness. Think about it. We're not going to sin in heaven. People don't want anything to do with Jesus, really, because they feel convicted of their sin around Christians, around those who are doing the will of the Father. They feel convicted of their sin, and they don't like that feeling because then they got to change something. They don't want to change anything. They want to go to heaven, though, when they leave here. God said to me one day, my children want to live with me someday, but right here and right now, they don't want nothing to do with me. They don't have time for me. They don't agree with me, yet still they think they're going to move in with me someday. And I'll tell you, that's not true. If you don't have the wedding garment on, if you don't aim and strive after being without sin, then you can't go. You can't go to the party. You can't go to the celebration. Because, think of it. So you think your sin is okay, and Jesus understands, and and even though he, you invited him to live on the inside of you, and he's living on the inside of you, and you have the power to resist sin, you think it's okay to sin. It's not. He's not going to live on the inside of you if you don't heed his voice. He said that, Revelation 3.20. If you invite him to live on the inside of you, he's going to make you like him so that you can move in with him so that you can marry him, so you can be his bride without spot or wrinkle, so you can look like him. You know, sometimes when couples get married, I notice like, they look good together. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. We gotta look good together. We gotta be alike. We have to be like Jesus. We're not taking our sin to heaven with us, so we gotta let go over here you got to decide. You're going to let go of it and then hang on to Jesus and cross roads. Go from here to there. You're going to move in with him because you agree with him, because you know him, you like him, you love him, you want everything to do with him, you have time for him. He's your all in all. So what Jesus is saying today, is, can I come to the party that's supposed to be about me? Can I teach you what it's supposed to be like? Can I come to my own birthday party? Can you celebrate with me without sin and with me? Because sin and faith are opposed to each other. Good and evil. Jesus and the enemy. And so he wants to come to his party. How can we invite him to his party? How can we invite him in our homes? First, we invite him in our hearts. And then we commit to him. And then we celebrate with him in mind. We're recreated in his likeness, and we let him teach us how to celebrate. It's not that he doesn't want you to have anything or, or give gifts. He is the ultimate gift giver. He gave his life. But he wants you to give your life first and foremost to that person. To that person. You know, sometimes um, when couples get married, they, they put on their best, 
face, you know, their best character. And then after they're married, the real side shows up. You know, like maybe the bride cares more about how she looks than how she treats her husband or the other way around. And they betray each other. That's not going to happen with Jesus. He knows you now. And if you want to marry him now, then you have to be that true faithful bride, like he is the true faithful groom. And so he's been saying to me for the last couple of weeks, I'm coming, it's Christmas time, get ready. I almost felt like he was coming. And he is coming to my house. He's invited. I'm going to get a cake. We're going to talk about him, how good he is, how much love he has for us, what he did, what he's going to do. Another thing I heard him say in the week is, everybody wants something from me. And they don't know I want something from them. Relationships are two ways. He wants your attention. He wants you to be saved, to be ransomed out before the earth burns. That's what he wants from you. And he can't have that from you until you, you become his friend. He wants to teach you who he is. And then you can know if you want to move in with him. You got to give him that start. And you will. Once you fall in love with him, you won't want anything to do with anyone else. You're going to be so in love with him. So I know it's like the day before Christmas Eve and there's not much time, but get on your knees and say, how can I change it to be about you? Get a physical cake. Sing to him. Enjoy him. Adore him. Sing carols to him. Not just sing them at church and then go home and take off your wedding garment. But be kind and loving. And you can't do that. You can't even be kind and love people without first sitting with him and letting him love you. So invite Jesus to his birthday this year. Right where you're at, he'll take you right where you're at. Just give him your attention. Just worship him. Go in your, your closet. That's where I used to go at home. I used to go in the coat closet and talk to him because there's so much chaos in the house. And he always made me feel better. You know, even after you sin, you go and you talk to him about it, repent, and you're going to feel better. And you, it's not hard to make the day about him. You know, even if you can't go out and get him a cake or, or make him a cake, just put something together. Put a candle on it and sing. Happy birthday, Jesus. Oh, come to the party. Let us adore you. Joy to the world. The king has come to show us how to live his way, to show us what it will be like to move within him, move in with him. We're going to be moving in with him or we're going to spend eternity in hell. And sin, it's not really fun. The enemy just tries to make it look good. And the thing is, when you sit with Jesus, he shows you that truth. You can see through him. You know, sometimes people really can talk and they have you convinced how good they are and what they're going to do. 
really convinced. But if God shows you the truth about that person, and he will if you ask him, you're going to see, what a liar. Holy man, I didn't understand. I didn't see that without you. That's what, how you're going to see the enemy. Wow, he's trying to trick me. He's trying to bring me to hell. He's trying to have me have a party without Jesus, and I'm even a Christian. Because on that day, he wants the Lord to say, I didn't know you. You didn't even invite me to my birthday party. He's so good. He's so in love with us. He wants so much good for us. So, if you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, so you can get to know him, do it now. And then let him correct you. Let him show you. I feel like he's so creative in the way that he showed me what he wanted me to say today. And how he waited till today to tell me what he was feeling all the way. I mean, he started to tell me how he was feeling. But isn't he amazing? He's fun. He's, he's creative. He's not boring. And he's good, and he wants good for you. Today he was telling me all this good stuff that he wanted for me. And, of course, it's Christmas. He gave his life, but he wants to give you more. More than you can ask or think. I have come that you may have life. Have it to the full until it overflows. And it starts with you just surrendering to him. Ask him to come live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20, if you heed my voice, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you and dine with you. You're gonna, he's going to hang out with you. He's going to show you who he is. You're going to have a conversation. And the verse before, he said, I correct those that I love. He's correcting you so he can get rid of that sin and come to the feast, come to the wedding feast and have on the proper garment. But because the enemy has people so fooled, they don't want to go to the feast. They're invited and they don't want to come. At least in the story of Cinderella, they knew that he was a prince and that it was a privilege to come. It's a privilege. And you know, at that, they were probably just interested in being the prince's um, the, the prince's princess for show, or maybe money. But guess who he married? The one that loved him. Do you love Jesus? Have you given him time? Did you fall in love with him? He fell in love with you. He even laid down his life for you. He took those stripes because he didn't want you to have any pain, sorrow, sickness, or disease. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, thank you so much for coming to show us the way. Thank you for giving your life. Thank you for the revelation knowledge you're giving us today. And thank you for inviting us to your wedding. And Lord, for those who never asked, I want to pray with them right now. Come, live on the inside of us so that we can be strong and know who you are 
and have understanding and be about you. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. So if you ask them to come live on the inside of you, look at the Word of God. You can get it online, Bible Gateway. Look at it. He said he uses the Word. Get on your knees every day. Expect him to talk to you. Because now you asked him on the inside of you. He will. He'll show himself to you. And let's say, happy birthday, Jesus. Thank you for coming. And thank you that you're coming again. And that we're going to be ready. He's coming to your party if you invite him. Thank you so much for listening today and have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas.